It's time to talk Monday Night Raw, the Monday Night Raw following the Royal Rumble. And boy, WWE didn't waste any time setting up their next pay-per-view, or should I say premiere live event, of Elimination Chamber in less than three weeks. So we've got a lot to talk about tonight. The Elimination Chamber match itself is set. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins have a very awkward segment. Lita returns to challenge Becky Lynch. Ronda Rousey comes face-to-face with Becky Lynch and so much more. Let's get everything started right after this. Nosy Wrestling Entertainment is a small new wrestling promotion on YouTube that wants to put on a great show but doesn't take itself too seriously. Their new episode has just been released on their YouTube channel. For your enjoyment, search Nosy Wrestling, that's Nosy, N-O-S-Y, Wrestling Entertainment, on YouTube to check them out. Again, go check out Nosy Wrestling on YouTube Click that subscribe button, have a few laughs, and be entertained. Go check them out right now. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. The The one that everybody wants, me. Says I just your ass. This is my You're gonna acknowledge me. Hey everybody, welcome to the Monday Night Raw Review here on the WWE Podcast. It is Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. We are now into February and it's crazy. We're already a month into 2022. Here we go. Let's get rolling. And I want to say thank you for joining me here as always. And a couple of announcements first. And foremost, I want to thank our latest patron. You know him as uh, one half of the co-hosts of the Michael Ritter Smackdown Review Show. John Carrasco has joined us over there on Patreon. So, John, thank you for your patronage. I appreciate you not of course, not only supporting us there, but also uh, helping out Michael Ritter on every single Smackdown Review. And it makes things so fun to hear co-hosts bounce each other, bounce things off one another. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. So if you haven't checked out the uh, Smackdown Review yet then go check it out that's all i got to say about that and the other thing is i want to right off the bat also say that if you want to hear more of ashley and uh her her uh, analysis of wrestling well you can do that here from time to time but she has her own podcast it's called the kick ash podcast just kick ash podcast k-i-k-a-s-h podcast nice little play in words ashley Got to say, very clever. Uh, so check it out. It, she's available on pretty much everywhere that you'd expect from Spotify to Apple Podcasts and Spreaker. So uh, go support Ashley. Give her that subscribe on uh, all those platforms. So it's just her. Uh, and she has been doing this for, a f- I think, like a couple of months now, uh, unbeknownst to myself, as we haven't connected in a couple months because of my insane sleep schedule with my children. So I'm really glad that she was able to to, 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 to do this because I think that uh, she is going to be very successful and I wish her nothing but the best. But we'll this isn't the end of uh, my relationship with her. Of course, we're going to be continuing to collaborate as we move forward. But I wanted to uh, to give that bit of support to her because I think that uh, any support when you get you get when you start a podcast is uh, much needed. It's not easy to do and stick with it, but I'm sure she will do just fine. Uh, go check out the Kick Ash 
podcast. If you want more Ashley Mann and you want more of her analysis, I mean, she is she did the the Royal Rumble review. That that's already up. She had the preview show. Uh, her shows are usually, I mean, anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour. So, uh, just a, a great show, and uh, I'd really recommend you you check that out. Also, she has a Twitter account already set up for this called you guessed it kick ash podcast then and uh that's exactly where you could find her and give her a follow so let's talk about uh monday night raw but we're gonna do that with a co-host you formerly knew him as the crisis and now he is kanye twitty he is back to talk about monday night raw all of its ups all of its downs all the fire all the lunchables and all of the trash takes are of course included free of charge for your listening experience. Uh, it is a, it's a fun conversation and uh, it was a long time in the making as I'm starting to bring back co-hosts and I have more on the docket that I have not yet joined up with that I really am looking forward to uh, getting back onto the show, um, in, including Mimi. We haven't hooked up on a, on a show in quite a while. Uh, we, we've got Zach. I know he's done NXT, but we haven't talked in a while. Memphis Mark, he's definitely on the list. So there are several that are still in waiting that we're going to eventually all collaborate and I'll be back to normal in no time. So overall, just my, my thoughts as a whole, I thought raw as I didn't give them for whatever reason, when I was talking to, to uh, my co-host here, I thought raw was fine. I, it felt rushed. It felt like they thought they only had like a day to put a pay-per-view card together. And boy, did they, they didn't waste any time putting the, the elimination chamber competitors together, the match together. Uh, the, the Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins segment. Yes. Was re- awkward and rushed and it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, but we talked about that. Um, you know, I, I thought the Brock Lesnar segment with Bobby Lashley was a bit, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm battling my internals on how I feel about this new Brock Lesnar character that's just so out in outer space of being kind of always smiling and trying to make jokes, but a lot of times it doesn't come across funny, but it's also authentic, so I respect that, and I, I don't, I really still don't know what to make. I don't know what the report card is. I don't have a determination on what I, how I feel about this Brock Lesnar character, because after 20 years of seeing the serious Brock in, in, in a cutoff sleeve and jumpsuit, I don't know what to make of this farmer boy. Uh, I'm just going to show everybody who I really am and not care. And I'm loose on the mic and I've suddenly grown a ponytail at 48 years old. I don't know what to make of this Brock yet. I still don't. He's still Brock Lesnar. And in the ring, he is still Brock freaking Lesnar. No pun on Seth, but he is still a monster. And so that's still there. But I don't have a determination on this. I've waffled back and forth. And uh, anyway, maybe you guys feel a little bit differently and you're solidly in one lane or the other. But um, yeah, so overall, I thought Raw was okay. felt rushed. A lot of people are praising it. I'd give it like a C plus. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. Um, you know, certain things obviously were better than others, as most show go- most shows are. So let's stop all the chatter. I'll stop wasting your time. I'll stop putting you to sleep, and let's get it to myself and Mr. Kanye Twitty as we talk about this week's Monday Night Raw. Thanks everybody for listening. Please consider subscribing to us on Patreon and or Apple Podcasts. A dollar will get you in the door with all ad free experience. All of our shows ad free, hundreds of shows ad free, as well as a Patreon Discord server link that allows you to chat about wrestling with all the other patrons free of charge. I mean, well, no additional fee right outside of the dollar. So, um, but also tomorrow was the mailbag. So please send in your questions to us at mailbag at wwepodcast.com. That's mailbag at wwepodcast.com. You can call us as well, leave a voicemail or send a voicemail through email. Some of you have done that in the past as well. Um, you can do that. And 
that's pretty much pretty much it, guys. So here we go. Let's talk Monday Night Raw. Everybody, thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next time. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Monday Night Raw review slash Royal Rumble wrap-up show. And we've got Kanye Twitty back with us here tonight. And we're going to talk about both shows and do it within about 60 minutes or so. And I'm really excited to have him back because it's been a while. That's right, Mr. Trash List himself, Mr. Lunchable Break himself is here. How you doing, man? Ah, man, we good. We good. Uh, I'm excited to get through this. I'm get really excited. Yeah, there's certainly nothing short of uh, content to talk about. And let's just start with the Rumble, and then we'll get to Monday Night Raw. We obviously know what happened on Raw with you know, Lita and uh, Ronda Rousey, all that stuff. But um, let me get your overall thoughts. <laughs> let me get your overall thoughts about the Royal Rumble. Did you enjoy well, it as a whole? Go ahead. Well, I mean, for the Rumble, like, even my, 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 my trash list, like, I mean, it has a lot of fire. I mean, there was a lot of fire on, on the Rumble. Uh, but overall, for me, it was, it was spots. There was a couple, you know, fire moments, uh, you know, as a whole, like, it just, I mean, after, after the first two matches, I mean, it just, for me, went down, downhill because hey you know i've heard people talking about it uh, mr casual wrestling fan he is all over my trash list because he called the whole darn thing like the discord server chat he literally called every storyline every swerve every surprise and i'm just personally jealous of mr casual wrestling fan right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's some kind of in on wwe like he knows somebody that's in creative or something um, yeah, I think yeah. he's. I think he's got Corey Graves on speed dial. You know what I'm saying? That's what I, that's what I think. I see him hanging out with Corey Graves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly right. And uh, maybe Liv Morgan on the side. I know he's a big fan of Liv Morgan. Um, so, uh, so what did you think about the men's Royal Rumble? I mean, as I know, Brock Lesnar wins. Did, did that was that a yawn for you? What What was that like? We'll see. Well, the men's Royal Rumble, uh, it was it was a mess. It was a mess for me. Um, um, rest in peace to Kofi Kingston's uh, gimmick. Uh, that that looked like it hurt. Uh, oh gosh, <laughs> it yeah. looked like he it looked like he shattered. I mean, the way he hung there in just absolute depression, like that was the most emotional part of the men's Royal Rumble for me. Right there was just the sheer disappointment. You know, right there, the whole, the whole, the whole show stopped. Um, but then from that point on, like, uh, it was just, it, no, no, there was other ways to get there with Brock. Uh, and then once you find out more, I know, uh, I, I've had a couple of days to do some research. Uh, Shane McMahon, uh, why? Why is he back? Why did he have to be the one to produce that match? Why did they have to change it 20, 30 different times? There's so many stories. Yeah, they were trying to get Seth Rollins into the match, but it didn't make no sense. Uh, the morale backstage with the superstars that it was absolutely horrid. Uh, there was even a point in time where they wanted, they, they, they shot around the idea of having Randy win it in his hometown, but Randy wanted Riddle to win. And uh, we all know that Brock Lesnar is not going to put over Matt Riddle. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot that went back, and once you get the research, it's, it basically was an absolute uh, dookie show. Um, and yeah, I'm. It, it just didn't do it for me. I mean, the women, the women, uh, you know, minus uh, numbers one through five, uh, you know, the women's match, absolutely, you know, outshined and, and set the bar for the for the whole uh, pay per view. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll but, uh yeah, yeah. yeah it's just easier yep. uh but anyways you know but after that you know like i really felt like the crowd was was just not there uh i felt like it the men's Royal rumble was 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 predictable 
Um, I was not surprised by absolutely anybody that actually came into it and uh, actually vomited in my mouth a little bit uh, once I heard Shane McMahon's music hit. That, if that was their forbidden door pick, I mean, I, I don't know. Did you have a Did you have a forbidden door pick? I'm sure you heard all about it. Did you have somebody that they thought maybe AEW is going to be Moxley? Is it going to be MJF? Did you have anything like that in your mind? Well, I mean, you know, like the best thing, the best thing in the world. They could have broke the internet. They could have broke the wrestling world by having MJF show up. I mean, that's that's the ultimate dream to me in every way, shape, or form. Just because MJF is that dang good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and you know it. Uh, <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> but besides that, besides that, no, I really thought that maybe if anybody, I felt like the only one that possible would have been Chris Jericho. Uh, just because he, he still has a relationship with Vince. He's been on the Stone Cold Sessions, you know. But uh, no, I didn't I, I didn't think they were going to – I already knew from, from the get-go that the men's match wasn't going to have anything like that. Yeah, I thought that there was a small chance it could be Jericho. Like you said, he had a long-standing relationship with the company already. I, I mean, I, then they were teasing Moxley. They even said Mox's name a couple of times on air, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this, that, that to me might actually be a real possibility. And the more I thought about it, the more I'm thinking, well, I think it would undermine the goodwill of fans. Like fans would legitimately be angry with the company because it would it would really just I think betray the trust of the of the fans who tune into AEW, many of them, to get away from WWE and and to have their actual stars show up in WWE. I think even for a night would uh, betray the trust of fans, and and I think it may end up eventually hurting them long term. Long term, so. Yeah, I would love to see MJF. I would have loved to see MJF like confront the Miz in like a quick spot or something like that in the Rumble or yeah. Of course, these things you know that would have been awesome, but um, but you can't have them look bad. That's the problem. Is 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 the fans will love it, but you don't want to take. You know that if you if you go through that door to WWE, I mean they might even make fun of you. Uh, That's why Corey Graves is on the trash list for what he said about Mickey James. You know when Lita knocked her out. Like come on, you don't want your your stars to look weak in the other promotion no matter what i mean you it is wrestling you know it's supposed to you know go back and forth but you know and i know that wwe would not let themselves be the under you know the go under uh when they bring someone into their company what did he say about her i, I missed it what did he say when she... as as lita knocks out uh mickey james he goes lita's the one here at the royal making an impact at the royal room oh god i, I was like i was like really really bro uh. like like Corey graves <laughs> like like I, maybe it's it's a little bit to do with pat mcfee just being pat mcfee can make can make a mistake and it's almost hilarious now it's to the point where Corey graves is almost un intolerable mm. yeah and pat mcafee is just so off the cuff all the time that yeah you're right i mean like when he makes a mistake you're thinking is that really a mistake or I mean, you don't even you just kind of keep rolling because he's his energy and his constant chatter just overrides everything and at times to his detriment but he is a breath of fresh air on the commentary table no doubt about it and uh cory graves i mean hopefully he gets back in the ring sooner than later i'm interested to see what he can do inside the ring i mean promo wise i think he'll be fine so, uh, yeah, maybe yes. step away from the commentary table for a while. Um, but, all right, so we, we, we talked about the men's rumble. You weren't super impressed. Brock winning doesn't do a whole lot for you, considering that, that they could have gotten Brock to that point without having win, win the rumble. Uh, right. And right. so the, the women's Royal Rumble, you said you enjoyed a little bit more. What about Ronda Rousey? You haven't really talked about that, that very much. Uh, Ronda Rousey coming back, the worst-kept secret in WWE history. That I mean, I mean and, and honestly, the hilarious part was they tried to sell it like, nobody expected this. I'm, I'm like, is that a troll? Because it was everywhere. 
you know? Well, the running the running theme for the show was it's wide open. Like I watched the bump, I watched everything, you know, because that's what I do on on uh, on Royal Rumble is I watch it all. Uh, and it was a constant running theme of hey, you know, the field looks wide open. The field's wide open, and we all knew because of the worst kept secret that it wasn't. It was just a matter of who who was going to win. You know, we knew she was coming, but. You know, the the bottom line is, is she doesn't she doesn't look like she was ready to be there. Um, And and some I don't know if a lot of people noticed, but like when she came out, came out to a good pop, like they had a for the first time, had a solid chance at really rolling her baby face. But they're doing the same thing with her that they did with Becky, where they're putting her right there in the middle because she makes all these comments and she's been making them ever since she won is, you know, even in the ring, she's like, I'm not doing this for y'all. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. like, oh, so now you guys are cheering me. Like, if you watch what she says to the crowd when she gets in the ring, like, she's actually berating the crowd uh, for cheering her. Um, and so it's all we already know that it's going to be confusing. Um, I, I hope I hope that the rumors are true that she is back for an actual year um, to do a solid run because I'm one of those people that just felt like there was a lot of a lot of uh, other superstars that could have benefited from a Royal Rumble win and neither Ronda Rousey nor Brock Lesnar needed them. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, it's two, two stars that aren't even full time with the company that win it. And they're talking about building on the future. They're building on the future. Well, you certainly didn't get that message on Saturday night with uh, Brock Lesnar, who's been with the company since 2002 in and out and Ronda Rousey, who's there for probably, like you said, maybe a year off and on. I don't expect her to have a full time run with her now having a child. I, I really don't think that she's going to have a, she's not going to be doing house shows. Let me put it that way. Uh, no, I think no. that she'll be doing an occasional raw or SmackDown wherever she lands and and then uh, a pay-per-view like every other month or maybe four times a year or whatever. I think she'll be on the edge schedule. That's what my understanding is. And um, if that's the case, then I, I don't know how this has helped building the youth. I don't understand how that's helping build youth, especially if she chooses Charlotte or Becky. They're already made women. They're already at the top of their game. What are you going to gain by having another triple threat with them or just choosing Charlotte or just choosing Becky? To me, it should be about building in maybe Bianca Belair into this. Or, you know, like, what about Asuka? She's somewhere floating out there. Bailey's floating out there somewhere at some point. I mean, do drop. Just even just do drop. (laughs) Even do drop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean,. Anyway, so the Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble, everybody's got to point to the WrestleMania sign. I was hoping Brock and Ronda would just forego that. I, I would, I would take the fine, right? Like, I, I mean, I would, I, I, if I had as much money as Brock Lesnar or Ronda Rousey did, I, I would just say, you know what, the hell with this. I'm not pointing to the sign, and just take the slap on the wrist because they would find you for that. But I, I, I just, I don't know. I find it so just, uh, just it's so. Every time I see it, I know it happens every time, and everybody expects it to happen. But that's the problem. It's just such, it's such like a reminder of what you're watching isn't real. I don't like it because everyone does it all the time. Um, it, it just yeah, bothers and, me. And Ronda so. just looked awkward. I mean, yeah. she just, I mean, I felt bad for her. I'm a Ronda fan, you know, and I like her in the ring, you know, but she obviously. She needed some promo class. She, 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 it was almost like she was back in the beginning of her run when she didn't. She just looked like a fan in a, in a wrestling ring. Yeah. Um. And you know, even some of her moves, like when we get to Raw, when you know, when she when she has her altercation with Becky, that was one of the worst looking altercations I'd ever seen. Um. And it's you know just because she's not she's not ready. She's not ready to be on that big screen yet. Well, I don't think she really needs to be, per se, because the Royal Rumble is not something that is a spotlight only on you. All you have to do is dump somebody over the top rope. You don't have to get them into a – you don't have to pin or make them submit. 
and she's yeah. got a couple. She's got several months now until uh, the until WrestleMania. She's got two months to still continue yep. to get herself in shape. And she does look. I mean, look, look. I'm not body shaming anybody, but she doesn't look physically the same that she did before she went to uh, went off to uh, maternity leave. And look, that happens. You, you deliver a baby. No, I'm, and not you're, even, you're, I'm not huh. even saying physically. I'm saying uh, just the way she moved. Her mainly her facial expressions. Her yeah, facial too. expressions were were back to the beginning, and and, and it took her a long time in my opinion to get over that so i mean it's not even so much her physical like her physical she like you always say she's she's whooping either one of us all right oh, like, God, that's yeah. not i mean let's be you serious, know, yeah. but yeah. but 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 her facial you know because that's one of the most important things in in my opinion uh for a, a wrestler is what they can do with their face and the stories they could tell with their face and the believability that you get from i mean look at edge 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 can bring you to tears you know if he really wants to uh you know but I feel like that's where she was really slacking. Like she just, she just didn't look like she belonged. She belonged in the ring. Well, she's in got, my opinion. She's, she's got two emotions. She's got two. It's like, <laughs> I, I mean, like that's it. There's one extreme or the other. She's like angry or super happy. There, there's nothing in between. She'll come out usually with the angry face, the angry cartoon face, and then maybe she'll lighten up in the ring or, or whatever, and she'll start smiling, beaming like. You know, she's she's uh, about to ascend into heaven and and that's it. Like she's got two emotions. There's nothing in between. And and, uh, she she knows that her angry face is her money face, but it's overused. And I don't. Yeah, she's got to learn like levels of of emotion and, and, and way to emote in a way that's not just one or the other. There are there's a mix anyway. Uh, yeah, so I'm with you on that, too. And she is look, she's still she's still good in the ring. She still hopefully doesn't hurt. Well, let's hopefully she doesn't hurt somebody this time. I know she accidentally hurt many of the women the last time she around. I know Alexa Bliss was one of them. Uh, so let's let's hope that she does not do that. And, um, you know, we'll see who she chooses on Friday. Right, <laughs> I, I, I think right. it's going to be I think it's going to be Charlotte. But um, I think it is, yeah, too, yeah. as much as I want to yawn. But all right. Yeah. yeah. So enough of, her, enough of them. Enough of that. <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns in the Universal Championship yes. match. Shoot. Yes, no, that was that was uh, they 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 got the emotion. I was I was mad when it first happened when he when he first uh, you know he wouldn't let go of the hold Roman you know and he gets his hand. It was a beautiful shot. You know his hand. Seth Rollins did that perfectly. His hand on the rope, passing out the whole nine yards, and I was immediately mad. Um, like like standing up. What what the heck? I was you know this is trash, 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 trash. Uh, but then as the story unfolded. When it was all said and done, I was like, aha, good job. Good job. Whoever wrote that, that produced that segment and produced that match, good job because you got me. They got that emotion out of me. They got me upset. They got me – Got me. they got us mad at, at Roman Reigns again um, mm-hmm. because I'm one of those people that's, that's, hey, you know, like when he comes out, I'm like, yes, all right, we the ones, you know, the whole nine <laughs> yards. I mean, I can see from opposite sides of the country every time he comes out, you got me and DJ Kuzmo putting our fingers in the air. We the ones, you know, I mean, I know that happens uh, because I'm cheering. I'm, but what it is is, you know, I cheer him for his initial pop, but then, you know, like you have said, you know, but when they're actually out there doing stuff, I'm giving him his booze, you know, the, the because that's what they need. That's what they want. But uh, you know, they got they got even those fans, us fans, uh, just a little bit more re- reinvigorated on being mad at Roman Reigns. Um, and and it was a shock to me that they were able to do it with another with another heel. 
Uh, they got us to feel for another heel in such a way that it brought the heat needed to Roman Reigns. Uh, I gave, I give that, the, the, the opening, opening to the, uh, Royal Rumble, that match, absolutely perfect. It was, it was well done. I have not one real bad thing to say about it whatsoever. Yeah. Th- this was, I think, easily the match of the night. These two, uh, to me, outperform what I thought they could even do. And you're right. At first, my initial reaction was, what? The, I was, I was pissed too. And then I realized, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is something that while we see a lot of non finishes in WWE and a lot a lot of them don't make sense, and it's often an overused finish, which is why I think initially I was angry at it. It made total sense to make it happen here because, like you just said, it made you, rem- it reminded you why you should hate Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns was headed down the path of maybe turning babyface accidentally or just organically. He started to get a, a little bit more support and a little bit more support, and you started to hear it. This firmly placed him. Uh, back into the heel lane. I mean, if this yes. didn't do it, then it, it did it with the Brock Lesnar, uh, Bobby Lashley match. If you were rooting for Brock Lesnar to win, uh, so that right. all, all solidified it again. So this reminded you why you hate Roman and why you want to see somebody beat the hell out of him and take his championship. So this this accomplished everything. It also put some sympathy sympathy on Seth. Now, does that mean Seth is going to go full babyface? I mean, that's a conversation to, to to have as well. But I loved that match. I mean, it was it was so well done. And yes, we were angry at the end but now when you step back and you go huh this this achieved like one two three different you know big things it, you know like it's not just it's unheard of yeah. in wwe creative nowadays Let, what wait wait a minute you you crossed your t's you dotted yeah. your you dotted your eyes we yep. we paid attention to old school storytelling and long-term so- what Ho- yeah. Hold up, is this AEW? Is, what, my bad, my bad, my bad. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, that, and that's it. Well, I think why it was such a shocker. And I, I do, I give kudos to the superstars in the ring and the creative for what they did with that because, hey, I mean, without that, uh, that 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 the Royal Rumble might might take a different feeling because that crowd that crowd needed that match. Uh, it was almost the savior of the pay-per-view. I mean, like, yes, the crowd hated it, but they probably, in retrospect, go, oh, okay. Like, we didn't like the finish in the moment. And when you're in, when you're in attendance and you spend that kind of money, especially at a Royal Rumble event, you you spend your time, your money, everything. It's a pain in the neck to get to either arena, park, everything. And then you get a big time match with a non-finish. You're pissed. I mean, you're pissed yes. because you feel like you've been you've been shafted. But in reality, you haven't. The problem is you've been educated for so many years that non-finishes don't often have any reason just for cowardly booking. But when they're actually done for a purpose that makes sense and it's used in the right context, sometimes it, people forget that it, it, it it's a good thing, that it, it's actually like a, a finish that makes sense when the storyline uh, when the storyline warrants it. And so this is exactly yes. the time when a non-finish made sense. Uh, and uh, I, I expect fully to see Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. I, I don't know when. Maybe we'll get more answers on SmackDown um, with with Rollins likely showing up. I, I would assume that this is not the end, given the way that Rollins was beaten to death with that chair. This can't Ugh. be the end of these Ugh. two. Boy, that was brutal, wasn't it? Huh. Hey, it made a lot more sense on uh, more thought into why he came out in the uh, shield gear. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. He needed yes. that vest. He needed that vest. Yeah, a lot, lot of pad. Hopefully he put some padding in the back of that. Boy, oh my God. Um, wow. All right, so Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. I'm guessing you didn't feel the same way about this match as you did Rollins and Reigns. No, no. Uh, be- just because... It, it... <sighs> It felt like we already, I mean, like I said, casual wrestling fan. He ruined it. He ruined it. I'm just, no, I'm just blaming that whole match on, on casual wrestling fan. All of it. 
Uh, I was arguing with him in the Discord. The Discord chat, by the way, shout out to everybody on the Discord server chat. That was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> the Veer Mahan watch yeah. is absolutely my favorite part of any live event that we do because the, the, the jokes that come out about Veer and, and, you know, every, every number. So it was like, yo, yo, Veer's on his way out. And like, no, no. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but no, casual wrestling fan, he called it. You know, he explained it and he put it in black and white. And then I had to sit here and watch it play out. And I was uh, live chatting with my brother across the state during it. And he's like, well, we, we, we called it. That's exactly what you said it was going to be. I'm like, yeah, you know, it, it's just, there was just other ways to get there. Um, and I really feel like it, there was a couple things about the match that really, really irked me. It was the way that Bobby Lashley still looked weak yeah. um, in, in, in a win. And then the way that. Roman Reigns handled the the championship. I don't care that it's two different brands, two different titles, all that. There's there's a certain bit of respect I think that should be on on a, on the world and the universal title. And the way he just kind of nonchalantly looked at it, talked a little bit about it, just tossed it on the mat. I was like, that was it. It just made it made Bobby Lashley look like a you, you know what, just mm-hmm. an absolute weak. Weak championship and weak weak champion. You know, if, if this that, was a yep, if this was a TV rated TV fourteen show, like I know what adjective you're going to use to describe uh, what the way Bobby looked, and he, and that's an that's a right. I mean, it, this wasn't a complete bomb of a match. It wasn't Goldberg Brock Lesnar no. at WrestleMania twenty. I mean, it was it was it was just disappointing given that we've talked about this match and thought about this match for so many years. Many people are like, Oh, how does that not happen? How does it not happen? And the, the video package did a much better job of promoting this match than anything they did for four weeks leading up to it. And got me excited. Got yeah. me excited. Yes. I don't, I don't get excited about Bobby Lashley. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. He's really not an excitable guy. He's just a big dude that, you know, is freakishly muscular and he's got a great presence and he's a good looking guy. That's that's kind of what Bobby is, but he never really draws you into a promo. He, it, he, he's missing that part of it. But anyway, um, I, I think that, yeah, this match was just uh, it, it was it was disappointing. They did the collar and elbow tie up. I'm like, cool. When you do a collar and elbow tie up, that typically is a sign to the crowd, a signal to the crowd. This is going to be a match that lasts a while because if you just go to kicks and punches and power moves right away, that's a sign that we got to get our crap in. We don't have a whole lot of time. But when they start off with kind of technical wrestling, I'm like, all right, we we probably got to sit, settle in for a bit. And like they didn't, it, it wasn't as, they didn't have the power moves that I expected. Like you said, Bobby looked weak. At well, Bobby times. almost got knocked out, though. Yeah. I didn't realize that because uh, I, I noticed that after Bobby got thrown once, like he yeah. wasn't he wasn't landing, he wasn't sticking his, his Germans landings. were not good. Yeah, no, no, and then that's where it came out. He actually said that after that first uh, that first one that he took, he he had to gather himself in the ring because he almost he almost got knocked out. <laughs> I, I, I believe it. I mean, he was taking them, and I'm like. Oh boy! Like he was landing on like the top of his shoulder, and like I'm yep, like, what the yep, hell's going on? Yeah. Like, and, but he was basically his, out on his feet. He was out on his feet for a while. In his defense, how many times in his career has he had to take a German suplex? He's the guy giving him 99.9 percent of the time, if he's if anything. So he doesn't have a whole lot of pre- practice taking the German suplex. So I understand that. But uh, yeah, this I was actually like worried. I'm like, damn, a dislocated shoulder's got to be like you know something. Uh, so that makes sense. I didn't hear about that with uh, Bobby but I, I do believe it and then you know this 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 ended in a way that was a schmoz finish Roman like you said comes out spears Brock 
to further their storyline. And immediately when that happened, I, I was like, oh, Brock's winning the Rumble. I mean, like, I, I immediately yep. knew that, like, oh, Brock's winning. Um, and then, uh, you know, like you said, the disrespect that he showed to the championship was something that irked me. I never, I didn't really mention it, but it, it did irk me because the, the, the lineage and respect and value of the championship supersedes anything that they're doing with characters because that's the yes. reason they're there. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. If you disrespect the championship, to me, it undermines everything and every reason why you're here. It's what what holds everything together. It's the glue of why everyone's here to compete. So when you have Roman do that, I understand the message they were sending that, oh, well, Roman, he values his championship much more than the WWE championship. This is just a, a prop. It's a toy. That bothered, yeah, that did bother me. I shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't make me feel like this championship is a proper toy, and that's what he did. Yep. Yeah, it, it, it was it was disrespectful, and obviously no 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 crap on Roman here. It, this was all creative, obviously, who I think did this, and um, yeah, I did not like that part of it. Was it super damaging? No, but it was just another one of those. Huh, really? Like the WWE Championship has been around like eighty eight hundred times longer than the Universal Championship. It's been through legend after legend after legend, decades and decades and decades of lineage. And you're going to tell me that this, the Universal Championship is more important? No. Um, So, all right, let's move on. And Edge and Miz versus Maurice and... uh, Hey, uh, DJ Kuzmo. DJ Kuzmo, I know you're listening. Send me a Lunchable break. Let's go on. Nope, nope. We, we, Not even touching we're, it. We're going to share a Lunchable here, Matt. We're having a Lunchable together. Uh, you know all right. I got, I got my little pizza. I'm going to put some sauce on it, that, that fake cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got yeah. the fake cheese. See, I even go, like, for this, I even get a canned cheese to add to it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. All the thing I can say about Miz in any way is, is Resident Hill, it's time to get your boy. It's time to get your boy because he has the most go away heat. Like it's to the point now where he even had a match on Raw. Where and yes, I go back and I watch them all just for the sake of you know analysis. But uh, you know they had a good match, but it doesn't matter. As soon as the Miz even appears or they say that he's coming up next, uh, I literally will go cook something. <laughs> okay, like like I'm done. I'm done. So no, no lunchable break. There's our lunchable break for the review is anything uh, miss oriented i'm sorry that's that's the words of kanye twitty <laughs> uh, uh, owen you, you gotta respond my my friend uh, if you're out get there your boy yeah get your boy oh god <laughs> please I, I need to hear from you owen tomorrow's the mailbag um, I, do, I do i miss owen i miss owen because i, I mean i thought that maybe he got released with uh, john morrison <laughs> oh oh, oh snap. Get your boy. snap oh damn i think i just heard the mic drop um yes. so all right. Um, what about Becky Lynch and Dewdrop? Was it about? Uh, what you, I mean, we all knew the outcome, but did you enjoy the match at all? Uh, you know, I, you know, I did because I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of Dewdrop, aka uh, the Viper, aka Piper Nevin. Um, I'm a big fan. Uh, but you know, this was also another match that we knew how it was going to go. We knew, we knew it, there was nothing to it that, and, uh, you know, <laughs> the number one fire moment of, I mean, we're going to say it right now, the number one fire moment of the whole Royal rumble happened right before their, uh, their match, because you could tell uh, the whole crowd was looking a different way, but, uh, the fire moment was the WrestleMania sign <laughs> actually on fire. Okay. <laughs> like that was hilarious to watch on Twitter. Uh, the fact that it lit on fire, they had to clear out a big old section of the crowd and then they they actually had the balls to uh go ahead and 
light off pyros again and light it on fire again at the end. Like that was, it's absolutely hilarious. But you know, I mean that, that you and I both know that a crowd is a big part of these matches. And after sitting through, you know, a very, very well done, uh, females, uh, uh, Royal rumble match. And then that thing catches fire. Like the crowd would just, the crowd was having a lunchable break on by by accident during the Becky Dewdrop match, and that really affected them in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did, and and I didn't know why either until I saw it on Twitter. And I mean, it literally was. Yeah, it was, it was exactly what you said. It was on fire, and it, maybe it was the wrestling god saying, you know, we are done with having people point to this sign. We're we are just gonna we're just gonna incinerate it. <laughs> Right? For you her to, can't point to anything. The crowd was chanting. Yeah. The crowd I, was chanting. It's on fire. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 That, that, yes. Yeah, that's true. Oh my gosh. If you guys, if you haven't seen it, I mean, it's all over Twitter. You can just Google or even YouTube it. I'm sure. Uh, just search for like WrestleMania sign on fire. It's right there. Uh, it's funny. So uh, w- one thing we didn't cover, and I just want to get your thoughts on it, is uh, just Paul Heyman's turn. Right. We didn't we didn't say Paul Heyman at all. He turned on uh, on Brock Lesnar. Do you care? Did you expect it? What about Paul Heyman and all this? I'm I'm a, I'm a, that's that's the only part of that match that 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 I'm okay with uh, because it was to me it was a correction of a course. Um, uh, for whatever reasons that we went off course, you know, before day one, this and that, and the other thing, I was. I was I was I was glad actually that they that they got back on course and put things back where they needed to be because I personally have put a lot of effort and a lot of investment into this uh, Roman Reigns Paul Heyman Brock storyline and for you know we're we're used to WWE just just kind of uh, ignoring things and uh, just dropping them for no reason treating us like we're morons and uh, I felt like this was a good. Uh, Good uh, homage to to not do that. Uh, I'm glad that you know they did it very simply. Um, I, 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 I would have expected them to get a little more elaborate with it, but I think the simplicity of it was good. Uh, and so, no, I'm 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 excited and happy for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not anything else that's being added around it, you know, from the title versus title or. Brock winning the Royal Rumble. There's there's any 50 million other ways he could have got back to Roman. Period. Yeah, yeah and, there is. Yep. But but as far as Paul Heyman, like I'm leaving him. I'm leaving him on my good on my good list. He's he's still on my fire list. I'm, it was simple. Uh, it was it was done quickly and right, and it was a correction of the course. And yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I sign off on it. I, yeah, I. I, I... And, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but I, I did err on the side for many months since this has been going on that it's all a ruse and that Paul Heyman is just is leading on Brock Lesnar, but behind the scenes he's still with Roman Reigns, and this is all just to eventually screw Brock Lesnar, and, and uh, that's that's what happened here. And it didn't it, it kind of did feel a little bit out of left field because it hasn't been talked about. Like Paul Heyman hasn't really been talked about for a while. It feels like he's been an afterthought, and it didn't feel like he was building to this crescendo. Like you said, it just kind of like just happened, but it was simple and it made sense. And now you have uh, Paul Heyman, who is going to be aligning himself back with Roman Reigns. I do like that. Uh, and you have Brock Lesnar, who has proven he can talk on the mic. At times, he's awkward. At times, he's trying to be funny. And I don't know if he is self-aware that sometimes what he says is not funny. It's just weird. Um, and, and Brock, he, he doesn't have a great delivery at times. 
he's okay. He's okay on the mic. Some people enjoy this new version of Brock, but it was a nice test to see. Without Paul Heyman as your mouthpiece, can you can you deliver a promo? Can you get through the mic portion of your character without having Paul Heyman around? And I think that he has proven he can, and he doesn't need Paul Heyman to be his mouthpiece anymore because Brock can. Brock's just doing whatever the hell he wants. I mean, he's going out, and that's the part that's great is they just said, hey, Brock, go out and just like literally be and talk about whatever you want. Just get us from here to here. You do whatever you want in between. And that's what he's done, and it's fine. Um, so I think eventually there will be an F5 waiting for Paul Heyman, probably. Oh, I mean, yes. Oh, so. yes. Oh, yes. You know, and, and for what Brock Lesnar has proven that he can do without Paul Heyman is what Bobby Lashley has failed at proving that he can't not do without MVP. Yeah, exactly. And, and fun fact, Paul Heyman has turned on Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble before, back in 2003 when he faced the Big Show. So a little bit of a, a fun historical fact that for whatever reason, Paul Heyman has just the, the demons just infest his soul at the Royal Rumble when it comes to Brock Lesnar. I don't know. Uh, so it has happened before, those of you that are interested. Um, so, all right. Well, that kind of covers the Royal Rumble as, as a whole, went through the, the matches. Now we get to Raw, and we're really shifting quickly into the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. I mean, we are just going right into it because it was only three weeks away, and it's the final stop. They said it's the final stop before WrestleMania. I like how there's not another pay-per-view after that. Sometimes they do have, and last year they have, I think the last couple of years, they've had two pay-per-views between Rumble and Mania, and I didn't like that. It's just too much. Yeah, there should be, wasn't so. it Fastlane? Yeah, it's like fast lane and then elimination chamber, or sometimes yeah. it's like roadblock and then it eliminate. Like, yeah, they. I'm glad it's just one, and then it gives them six weeks to build from chamber to mania. I love that. That's I love that nice long build, and it should be. So we already have all competitors in the elimination chamber match. It's going to be Bobby Lashley defending his WWE Championship inside of the uh, of that structure. So uh, give me your take on on that, and uh, just I guess Raw as a whole. Uh well I got I got to say that did we didn't need it all in one show. <laughs> we didn't need it all in one show. Uh I mean yeah. that's that's what six 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 uh competitors uh, we we didn't need it all in one show. Yeah, they give it to uh, and and, and <laughs> you, you know with some of them having to do uh qualifying matches and then some of them not and then the the whole awkwardness with Seth Rollins and KO like oh, that was weird. It's, yeah. It was it was weird. It was it was weird. It was rushed, and I was like, okay, you know, like this is. I kept saying to myself, I'm like, this is the Monday Night Raw after the Royal Rumble. Like, I thought the whole show was a mess. A lot of other people think thought it was awesome, and it was breakneck speed, and they accomplished a lot. And I'm like, well, I feel like you just gave me a whole book in one chapter yeah. and shoved it down my throat and told me to like it, and I didn't like it. I didn't like it, Matt. <laughs> well, what, how about this? What did you like? Okay, well, okay, well, I mean, there's there's really only four things on my fire list for Monday Night Raw. That's how bad it was. I mean, the oh, lunch no. list is almost as long. For a three-hour uh, show. Uh-oh. Yeah, three-hour show. <laughs> Insulting my intelligence. All right, no, for the fire, you know, Seth Rollins' jacket, yeah. Yeah, no matter what, I mean, you know, on the flip side, Bobby Lashley's jacket, like, he was looking like a Valentine's Day box of candy, like, it was it was horrible. <laughs> but uh, Seth Rollins' jacket, still looking good. Uh, the Who Day chants, um, I love, I, I consider wrestling a sport. That's my personal opinion. I don't care what other words get used around. To me, it's a sport, and I thought it was very coincidental, very, very lucky that they were in Cincinnati, and the Who Day chants uh, 
were, were, were pretty cool. I, I, I got a real big kick out of that. Uh, that was a real excited crowd. Um, real excited for that city right now because, oh, man, cool, the, yeah. you don't know a lot about football, but the Bengals, uh, t- t- very long time sucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. uh, so that was good. Uh, Ziggler's new look. I loved it. I loved the scruffy look. I loved the scruffy beard. Uh, I thought his, pa- I know they were, uh, Dirty Dog's pants, but, I mean, his gear was fire. His, his, the way he was in the ring, um, man, Ziggler is, is in my opinion, me and my friend talk about it all the time. You don't have, you need Ziggler's. <laughs> you need more mm-hmm. of them, to be honest, uh, because he goes out there and even when he loses, even if you know he's going to lose, I don't miss a Ziggler match. And when Ziggler's in any match, I, I, I will watch it no matter who's with because he's that dang good. Uh, and then the Riddle versus Otis match. Woo! Woo! Wow. I haven't seen a match like that on Raw in a while. Uh, that was, that was beautiful. Um, Riddle, Riddle, I mean, the storytelling, cause we, you know, we always talk about, you know, you can do big moves, you can, you know, do promos and this and that, but what story can you tell in the ring? And the story that they told in the ring, man, they, they had me going one way and then they gave it, brought me back the other way. I, I thought for sure Riddle's losing that. <laughs> yeah. To be perfectly honest. Um, and, and Riddle took, he, he sold one of the best selling jobs I've seen him do. And, you know, and not, not that he doesn't, doesn't normally do that. I'm just saying, like, it was that good. Uh, but the way they're building Otis, um, and they both, when both wrestlers, you know, could come out of a, of a match, winner or loser, and they both come out strong, they both come out going over, that's a, that's a good match. And that's what I saw in that. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that match between uh, Riddle and Otis was a match that you didn't expect to be as good as it is, especially considering Otis's size and the difference and all that. But Riddle can work his ass off. I think the best part of that match is how well Riddle can sell. And, and uh, you know, the, the, God, he's so good. I, eventually, whenever they, whenever Riddle gets on his own and maybe gets a little more serious instead of being a little bit of a Big E kind of character, it, it works for him. But eventually he's going to have to turn, whether it's heel or not, and many people are predicting it's going to be heel versus um, Randy Orton, the babyface. Once he turns on him, you know I think he has a hell of a run in front of him. He's future world championship material. His in-ring work is second to none, which is why they have him work these like 20-minute matches every single week on Raw. I mean, whether it's against Chad Gable or now Otis, he is one of the best workers WWE has right now, period, bar none. And he can make anybody look good. I mean, yes, Otis does his job. He's a big, beefy wall of a man. But if you don't have a a guy like Riddle, who is kind of like a Ziggler style, where he can just make anybody look good and he sells his ass off – that is to me more important than having that big guy because you have a guy that knows how to sell. And he took the, the 95% of the match was Otis just beating the crap out of Riddle. And we're here praising him, yes. you know? Yes, so, absolutely, absolutely. Like Riddle is, uh, yeah, I honestly, you know, after I've done all my research about, you know, the backstage happenings for the Rumble and all that, I honestly, honestly believe that the only reason why Riddle didn't win the Royal Rumble was because of Brock Lesnar. Mm, could be. Because because even they they even finally boiled it down you know they didn't know what to do and they were gonna have they they really wanted to have Randy win it in his hometown and if you have Randy Orton who has you know pole in the back you know and he's sitting there saying no let's put it on Riddle let's put it on Riddle but at that point you already know that, that you're doing the uh, Brock Lesnar angle and of course we all know it's very well documented that Brock Lesnar will not. 
put over Matt Riddle mm-hmm. ever. We know this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's essentially Brock Lesnar turned heel by throwing out Randy Orton on Sunday, on Saturday night. I believe it was Brock who threw out Randy, just nonchalantly. I think, yes. It, it wasn't I think even. was a sign. I think that was, a, you know, an Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> And then it was funny to watch him F5 Bad Bunny. I got to say, seeing Bad Bunny get beat up is just, it's one of my favorite things. Oh, give it to Bad Bunny. He's, he's really good in the ring for hey, who, you I'm know. giving it to Bad Bunny. And I am. I'm also giving it to, uh, I'm also giving it to Johnny Knoxville. Like, yeah, I am giving yeah, it to look. him. He took, this is a man that won't do stunts for his own movies anymore because he's been knocked silly so many times, but he, he took, I, I like I like it because uh, you know I feel if you're going to enter the wrestling world and you and you're going to uh, like like let's take Dominic for example when he first came in you know he got to you know whoop the crap out of uh, Seth Rollins with a kendo stick and I was like okay all right wait for it I was like you got to take your licks you got to get your receipts yep. and and I thought that you know Johnny Knoxville deserved to be able was was okay at throwing the couple moves he did just like Bat Bunny because they both can take it and they took some moves both of them they and they sold and that's what i i really appreciate i i'm giving a, all an a plus to both of the celebrity uh people to this year you, you don't often see celebrities come in how many decades have we seen celebrities come in and they make the wrestlers look like fools they don't take right. any bumps they said they come into the wrestlers world they make them look like fools and they leave mick jagger or what not what was it no mickey rourke who ended up punching you know chris jericho and breaking his jaw uh, we had uh, who was it? Snooky from Jersey Shore come in and, and no, win her match. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah. So like crap like this. Drew Carey, <laughs> although Drew Carey and, and Kane had a fun interaction. I mean, like the list goes on. Pete Rose is maybe an exception who got tombstone by Kane. One of the funniest things ever uh, seeing Pete Rose. But um, so anyway, yeah. Like I'll, I'll give it to them. Like I'm not fan. I don't want. I don't enjoy what they do. I don't enjoy watching them outside of like seeing them get their ass kicked. But they they actually took bumps in the ring and credit to them. They don't have to do that and they did so yes um, yes bad bunny you can see the uh the training he he you know especially yeah. i mean i mean he killed it last year too i mean <laughs> or was it was it the year before yeah, last, last year i'm not last sure yeah, yeah no he, he he killed it he set the bar for celebrities actually in there i mean i mean i don't count pat mcafee because he's talent <laughs> yeah and, and he, <laughs> he, he gave a destroyer to he, oh god yeah um and he gave a destroyer to riddle i mean that that's a yeah. dangerous move you gotta really yeah. trust the guy you're doing. You could get par- one wrong, you're paralyzed. I mean, like, so if you trust Bad Bunny to give you a destroyer, which is essentially like a a pile driver, like, whoa. I mean, so beauty, uh, yeah, beauty, it was, man, beauty. man. Um, all right, well, moving on a little bit here with Monday Night Raw. Um, I want to ask. Let's just get to the, one of the bigger stories before I forget, and that's Lita at the end of Raw returning. And yes, we got Ronda Rousey. She comes out and. She's saying that who who should I take the title from, basically. And uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of Ronda Rousey on a personal or professional level, but I respect her. I respect her, but I just I'm not a fan of who she is. She, I think she disrespects the business in a way that's uh, it's it's too far past the fourth wall. Even if she's going for that, I think it's disrespectful. I, I was not a fan of her towards the end of her first run. I think she was e- easily turning heel. And I think she could be an amazing. Heel. I, I would love to see Ronda Rousey heel. I think she's much better suited to be a heel than she's a babyface. 
place. So maybe once this like shiny new toy and the the love embrace with the fans goes out quickly, that they'll start to turn on her. But uh, she comes out and then quickly uh, Becky Lynch follows after uh, after some some chit chat and then uh, Rhonda takes her down and uh, was about to tease an arm <laughs> bar and says, uh, you'll, "You'll hear my decision on Friday." And Lita comes out afterwards. And uh, challenges Becky Lynch to a match at Elimination Chamber for the Raw Women's Championship. And the way she got it was basically calling her, what, a coward? I think that's that's what eventually was like that triggered her. So what do you think about Lita returning, the Ronda Rousey segment? What do you think? All right, Lita. Lita, if you're watching this, if you listen to this, I got to say this first. I respect your work. Man. Man, Lita, Lita was, was, was one of the first female uh, superstars that got me into, you know, paying attention to the women, uh, wrestling. I've- she's a pioneer. She's a legend. She's a Hall of Famer. The whole nine yards. I don't need to see this. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to see this. Uh, seeing, seeing her coming for a rumble for a moment. You know, yeah, okay. You know, I'm, I'm all about it. But the bottom line is, is the, Number one problem with the women's division is you you couldn't come up with 30, rest, 30 superstars to fill that Royal Rumble, and now you're going to take not just a part time, but an extreme part timer that and she, you know, I'm not not body shaming, but I'm saying she just doesn't. She obviously hasn't been in the ring in a while, uh, and I, you're going to tell me to get invested in a championship match with Becky Lynch at one of the. Uh, you know, one one of the bigger uh, pay per views. I'm like, no, no. Like, I love Lita, but I'm putting her in the same category as as Goldberg. Um, <laughs> you know, the Undertaker now at this point too. You know, I don't I don't need to 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 see a diminished version. It's, it reminds me of watching uh, Ken Shamrock when he went back to UFC and just got his got his butt handed to him. You know, as a, as an older version of some model. I don't want to see it. There's nothing, nothing there for me. I want to be invested in new stars. I want to be invested in your, your Dewdrops and your Liv Morgans, the girls from NXT, Aaliyahs, things of that nature. I don't need, I don't need these, these legends coming back and taking main, main event slots from people that work every day. And I'm sure the talent there would uh, would second that. And, uh, you know, Vince's argument would be, though, well, the, the, the legends being back draws more eyeballs to the product. Therefore, more people are watching you by default. And it's like, no, well, that may be true. In some cases, the ultimate goal is to get new stars built. And you can't do that by having constant legends being brought back. But the problem is it's WrestleMania season. And Vince just can't help himself but go to the well from yesteryear every single year. I think last year was the first time it, it, that any WrestleMania didn't really include any big legends i think goldberg might have been the only exception but other than that last year was a predominantly future driven wrestling uh program but that said with lita so i am a little bit less harsh on lita here uh i think the reaction she got at the rumble really drove the decision here for wwe because wwe listened to that reaction she got one of the biggest pops of the night i mean love her or hater yes she got one of the biggest pops and i think that was a deciding factor I was right there with him. I was right there with him, but you know that. But it stopped there. You know, it stopped after the Royal Rumble was over. Yeah. Uh, I just it didn't. To me, it made no sense of her. And I, I actually, I, I thought you'd be throwing your your cup across the room in the whole nine yards because uh, the way she got her championship match was basically coming out yep. and. And as a nine-year-old <laughs> kid, uh, way oh, you're scared. Really, really, yeah, really. Yeah, that, I, I just felt I felt like I was being insulted. 
Yeah, I mean that that is a weak way. And Becky was basically basically Becky was like, no. And then all of a sudden, you know, Lita's saying, well, you're scared, and she's like, all right, you got your match. It's like what? I, I think what happened yeah. there, you could see the you could see that they were being rushed, and Raw was ending, so their TV their TV spot was was I think they were running up a little bit too close, and like we just got to close this out, just accept the match. It felt very very close to the end of Raw, where they didn't have a whole lot of buffer, and they just had to cut it off, get to the match, let let's make it happen. So maybe that's part of it, but if that wasn't part of it, and you're just saying the only way to, the way you get your match is just say you're scared, call me a coward. Oh, okay, you get your match. Yeah, it is a little bit. Uh, it's elementary. It is a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know, it, feel yeah, like, no. it didn't feel like it didn't feel like an ending of Raw. No, like it, yeah. like it was over, and I saw the emblem come rushed. up. I'm like, I'm yeah. like, really? Okay. Yeah, right. yeah it was rushed because you could, she was walking out of the ring as the logo was coming up. I'm like, all right. It, it sounds, it looks like they ran up too close to the end of the show, and the producers were probably screaming at them in their ear off the side, you know, with the ring. Uh, and, uh, the, did um, you uh, did you hear what happened afterwards though? Uh, with Bianca Belair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, Trash. I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. Now, I know it's supposed to send the crowd home happy. I get that. But to bury Becky Lynch like that, again, not on TV, but it's all over Twitter. People have cameras in in their pockets now. You can't can't hide those dark matches anymore. No. Yeah, you can't. I mean, remember when our tickets used to say no laser pointers, no video cameras, like, on your ticket, like, very bold? That's not the case anymore. Like, everybody's got a video camera in their pocket. And uh, so things like this can't just go unscathed. Like, if, if anybody hasn't seen it, what we're talking about is Bianca Belair came out immediately after Raw went off the air. And they had an impromptu match in which we saw Bianca Belair beat Becky Lynch within like 15 seconds, hitting the KOD and pinning her. So 11. 11 oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. 11. <laughs> 11 seconds. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's I mean, I, I understand the crowd's supposed to go home happy. And so, I mean, I understand that part of it. But, man, really? Like Becky Lynch? Yeah. What? <laughs> so, it made no sense. It, it, like, no yeah, sense. it didn't. So, um, all right. Well, uh, let, let's move on just in the interest of time here. Alexa Bliss meeting with her psychologist. What do you what do you make of all this journey back to Raw? I swear Alexa Bliss has spent more time in a playground or backstage or now in a psychologist's office than she has in a wrestling ring. I mean, like, she has wrestled, like, you know, 2% of the time that since The Fiend left the WWE. I mean, since Bray Wyatt left, Alexa Bliss has essentially been a backstage character. So like what what do you think of all this? I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm trying to just let this one ride. I'm trying to let it ride. Uh you know, cuz I'm big uh I I I'm I'm holding out hope that the creative and the writing is going to actually have a payoff. Mm. And so when it does happen or doesn't happen, then then I'm going to go ahead and react accordingly. Uh but you know as as of the moment I'm I'm giving it its time. I'm letting it breathe. Uh you know because I try not to make too many snap judgments. I have enough with my trash list. Uh <laughs> but with Alexa Bliss, you know, because of my mo- that's my, you know, that's a my fandom there. Uh so I'm going to I mean, I will say this last week kind of kind of started losing me a little bit, but like I said, I'm going to give it another couple of weeks, you know, and, you know, bottom line is which is going to happen first. Alexa Bliss is going to come back. The Intercontinental title will be defended or Veer Mahan shows up. <laughs> uh, I'm like, going to do a poll. You know, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to do a poll. That's a great poll. I love it that. Is. You know, that's what I was like, you know, like what's going to happen first, Alexa Bliss, the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship or Veer Mahan. I mean, what's going to happen first? Because I truly don't know. And I, and I don't want to hear a casual wrestling fan. Don't spoil it. 
Okay, you're 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 excommunicated from this this uh this survey. <laughs> uh, I'm putting that up on Patreon. I'm gonna put it up on Twitter too. That's a great poll. It's uh, a good one. Yeah, it is. It's a really good one. Um, so I'll, I'll put that up. Everybody listening, I'll be on Twitter and on Patreon of of those three choices. Which will happen first? Alexa Bliss going in ring return, Vera Mahan's debut, or the Intercontinental Championship being defended? That that those are that's a hell of a debate. I mean, so uh, it's, it's kind of I, sad I in some respects. Yeah. We should have a pool going. Like, like I think yeah. someone should win if they get it right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, because I, I mean, I know it's a one in three chance, but uh, yeah, there, there is there should be some kind of uh, some kind of betting here. But um, yeah, so uh, great, I'll put that up. But I, I, I'm with you on Alexa Bliss. Like, I, I just you know completely canned her character for just being a backstage character. That doesn't mean I hate it. It just means like I would eventually like her to get in the ring and do some damn wrestling, in which she's decent to to good at. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. you know, I know it got hokey at the end and fans started to turn on it. That's just the way fans are. They're fickle sometimes and they want different and they don't want the same. But I don't know where this is going to end up. You would imagine it's with Charlotte Flair because of what happened with her at, uh, what, five months ago at the pay-per-view, whatever it was, uh, having Charlotte tear up Lily. And that's what sent her into this spiral. So Alexa Bliss meeting with her psychologist and seeing a replica of Lily and, and being all, I guess, uh, I guess, sympathetic towards the, that replica doll. It's just another step in. I don't know what the payoff is. Um, you don't either. Nobody does. I, again, my guess is Charlotte, but that's maybe too logical. So, um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's continue on here. The academic challenge round two ended. Oh. I'm scared about this. Oh, one. so, uh, so yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Kuzmo, Kuzmo, where, where you got Kuzmo on speed dial, right? All right. Yeah. Lunchable. <laughs> Yeah, we, we ain't even. We, we aren't even. We aren't even gonna. Nope. We, we don't want to analyze the, the lap by lap no. scooter race. I mean, we, there's 50 laps. Nope. We, we could we could analyze no. each lap. I <laughs> thought we were here to talk wrestling. I thought we were here to talk wrestling. <laughs> well, oh gosh. Um, nope. well, next week. Wait a minute. No, there is something happening next week though. They said it's like a quiz bowl or something. So this will oh, be the final. I I, I already uh, stocked up on a uh, on a prime rib. I'm gonna start <laughs> cooking at that time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a good point. All right. A so quiz bowl. Oh my god. A quiz bowl. Yeah. I, I know. I know. Um. So all I, right. I can't, well, man. I can't. I just. I just right. can't. Rhea Ripley. Can't, you can't do it. Nikki Ash. <laughs> Let's. Yeah. No. I, I get it. I get it. It's one of those. It is one of those. Uh. If you're not a. If if you love the entertainment part of WWE, this is all you. If you don't. No one hates. No yeah. one hates. It's not yeah. even entertaining. Well. <laughs> uh, well. No. No. I didn't say it was entertaining. I said it, they they try to pass it as entertainment. They're trying to fulfill the e part of wwe and i don't oh. think yeah so there, what, apparently it's an you, audience you always this. say you always say i i the, the, whatever that segment is it's aimed at somebody it just ain't aimed at us <laughs> yeah I, I don't yeah i'd love to talk to somebody that does enjoy these kind of things that they do i don't uh, know I, I i don't know maybe the problem is a lot of those people are probably past their bedtime and it, you know no, they're, you they're need the resident asleep, so. heel to come on you yeah. need the resident i mean owen he's got this <laughs> like, yeah, I'm telling you, I want, I want, oh, and I'm, oh, it needs to get out here and do a show with you because, man, <laughs> like he, he, all these things that we're curious about, uh, it's Owen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe it is, man. I mean, Owen, you've been called out many times on the show. 
Yeah, so that that's it. I mean, Owen, you you need to uh, we need to figure this out because I know he's in the UK. I think though, so he's yeah, in a completely yeah. different time zone. So we'll have to. Uh, so he's like, well, I don't know how many hours ahead of me. Uh, so that, yeah, that is must see. That's yeah. must see podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah. must see podcast. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. So uh, that, that I like that. And Owen, I really hope you're listening to the show. So I'll have to. Uh, I know his email, so I'll send him an email too. Yeah, um, I love Owen. I love Owen. Yeah, I just I just love to hate Owen too. Okay, but I love Owen. No, no, I I, I love yeah because he he he's diametrically opposed to what we like. He likes the Miz. He, he thinks he's you know the best thing going. You and I can't stand him for any you know in, in any context nearly. And uh, yeah, especially with stuff like this, I'm sure I'm sure he found this is the best part of Raw. So <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, but I mean, all jokes aside, like the yeah. even even if you're looking at an entertainment values, just the dialogue, and that's something that I kept making notes about Raw is the dialogue, the banter between people all over raw and especially with riddle and and uh and gable like it was just it was it was cringe like yeah. i just found myself cringing at, at, the, at the dialogue that people had mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it's uh it's community theater it's it's bad so all right um rhea ripley nikki ash rhea ripley defeated nikki ash after hitting riptide very straightforward. The babyface got the victory over the heel, and this seems like Rhea and Ashley, uh, Nikki ASH are going to go their separate ways, and perhaps Nikki goes to Molly Holly, who she attacked on, on the Royal Rumble. What do you think? Uh, well, you know, the way I look at it, I was that was one of my high points of uh, Monday Night Raw because Rhea Ripley is now free of Nikki TRASH, <laughs> and uh, you know, I was really happy about that. Uh, she, if 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 she needs to go mess with Molly Holly or whatever, uh, fine. Go ahead, as long as it's far and away from Rhea Ripley, because I was just seeing nothing but Rhea Ripley's character get diminished ever since they've uh, lost their tag team titles. Yeah, in the prestigious women's division, the very deep prestigious uh, women's tag team division. Yeah, that, that that was a devastating loss of which we, you know um, most people haven't recovered from. So yeah, you're right. I mean, anytime Rhea gets away from Nikki. That's a good thing. We are. Uh, she is officially. This to me was their. They like to say statement a lot, but that's exactly what this was. It was a statement that Rhea is now free. She had the handcuffs are off. She's in her own uh, on her own path. I hope. Yes. So. Yes. That was the blow off. It was the payoff. Whatever you want to call it. And, I, and I'm happy for it. I'm happy for it. Uh, how about Miz and Dominic Mysterio after Miz uh, hit Mysterio with the skull-crushing finale? So, Miz, yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling that what, what, was coming. What else happened, what else happened on Raw? <laughs> Angela Dawkins. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. Oh, hey, that was beauty, beauty. That was a, that was another you know match that you didn't didn't see a lot. I mean, people would have you know maybe checked out. You know, that's that's the filler type match. But no, nah, uh, I thought they did a great job. It was a, again you have Dolph Ziggler in there, and I thought I saw you know Andrew Dawkins actually come into his own a little bit. Um, I, I have nothing nothing bad to say about that match at all. Nothing bad at all. It's way better than any Miz thing that happened. That's for sure. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, I'm with you on that, and uh, you know, I, I think Dominic Mysterio is about as interesting as grass growing. It's, I mean, I don't find Dominic interesting at all, but I, he needs I don't. To be an NXT. He needs to be an NXT. He needs character <laughs> development. He's got yes. no character. I mean, he's good in the ring. He's more than serviceable in the ring. That's not the problem. He's just got no character at all. None. None. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the huge problem. Uh, I mean, if his last name wasn't Mysterio, he wouldn't be on Raw. There's no. I mean, that's nope. just it. So. Um, uh, how about uh, Bianca Belair defeating Carmella? She she hit the KOD. Not a long match. Bianca obviously came out after, as we mentioned with Becky. 
but uh, I don't know. If, I don't really have a whole lot to say on Bianca beating Carmella. The, I, mean, I just want to say, give a big shout out to the uh, to the amazing, prestigious, um, one of the, the most important titles in all of WWE, the uh, women's tag team titles, uh, because I mean, you, we we got to see, you know, literally. They're just splitting them up into singles matches and having them lose. Like, it's supposed to give them, you know, put the other person over by beating a tag team. I don't remember the last time I seen them do anything of – I don't even remember the last time I saw them fight as a tag team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just absolutely disgusting. Um, it was, you know, it, it, it moved the story along. I mean, I think that was another uh, match that was to, you know, send Bianca Belair onto her way as well. Um and so, yeah, there really wasn't much to chew on there. Bianca Belair comes out, got her match, got her win, buried the tag team champions again. And I just cannot listen to Carmella screaming in the ring. And I cannot listen to Corey Graves like mm-hmm. at all. I have to mute my TV and play some Kendrick Lamar or something because <laughs> I can't, I cannot listen. I, I'll, I'll, I'll mute the TV and just listen to y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, because I mean, if truth matter is truth matters. Something that you said a few times. You you do have a voice that you can fall asleep to, Thanks. like for real. Like like <laughs> so. Sometimes I'll put on an old episode and I'll listen to it. But you cannot do that with the mailbag because no matter what, you'll be just about to lull off to sleep. You, you know, you're you're yep. t- doing your talk and everything's good, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Good morning, everybody. DJ Kuzma. Oh yeah, I, you know what? It scares I, the crap out of you. I, I'm scares sorry. the crap out of you. I'm aware <laughs> that it is his voicemails. I have. I, I take the gain. <laughs> like I actually, believe it or not, it is actually like a like a quarter of how loud I get the original file at. So if I didn't, if I didn't adjust his file and, and take the sound down, it would blow the speakers out of most people. So oh, I do the best I can. Scares the crap out I, of me. I, I really was do. In the middle of the night, I was about to fall asleep. Sorry. Yeah, I know. And out of nowhere, like, <laughs> and then, and then the, but I mean, it works. I mean, that's a good place to put him because if, if you get to start falling asleep at that point, yeah. he comes in and it shocks you back awake so yep. you can listen to the rest so of the podcast. It's smart. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm with it. That's I'm with it. So as long as you don't have a heart condition. If anybody has a heart condition, maybe skip that part of the mailbag. He's usually like one of the first voicemails. So yeah, like uh, that. That's it. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so yeah, th- there's kind of a double-edged sword there. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on here. Rollins gets a buy in the Elimination Chamber match. It was announced on the Kevin Owens show that he gets a free pass because of his quote impressive performance against Reigns at the Rumble. Owens did point this out, which I enjoyed. Owens actually said, "Hey, uh, you have to qualify, but I, I, or you don't have to qualify, but I do." And I like how he pointed that out. And he also emphasized the word "stupendous" because he knows Ugh. he's got his finger on the pulse, though. Like Kevin Owens, Ugh. even though he's a heel, puts into his promos things that he knows fans are really just annoyed about about how people can qualify and other people don't have to about the the stupid "stupendous" word. And he emphasized Ugh. it, and he, but he did it in a way that he knew fans hated, which which is nice. Uh, so, what did you think? about this particular segment that was awkward. Kevin Owens Kevin Owens is is one of the best un, and underrated speakers on the microphone uh, but that being said the, the, the whole interaction kind of between the two it felt like they both kind of got lost and it mm-hmm. just got cringy it just got weird 
It just got weird. Yeah, yep. It, it did. It felt like they lost their way and they're just rambling and the, they had no direction. And it's like, okay, guys, can, can we move? Can we put one foot in front of the other? Move? Yeah. And then they were just kind of like spinning in place. It was weird. But you know what? Yeah. Everybody, even if they're good on the mic, they're going to have nights like that. I'm going to give them both a pass. It's fine. It happens. In general, I like these two together. Um, so really, no harm, no foul here. I'm okay with it. But uh, so moving on to the actual qualification match, Austin Theory defeated Kevin Owens. Uh, with uh, via pinfall after he hit the ATL, and I I really actually enjoyed this match. I was surprised Austin Theory won. I thought KO would. I, I don't know where KO goes from here, but uh, this I, I really I mean Austin Theory for all of his faults of being involved in McMahon storyline, which doesn't make any sense to me at all. I don't know why McMahon is back for Austin Theory. It makes no sense. Maybe because it has the name Austin in it, and he's thinking, well, Stone Cold Steve Austin, well, and this is Austin Theory. You know, I don't know. I don't oh know what, why the hell Austin Theory. I, this still makes no sense to me. But what did you think about the match? Austin Theory beating oh, Kevin Owens to get into. Uh, the uh, chamber well this is uh this is a moment where all i have to say is i agree with you fully <laughs> wow. it was i i 100 in every way shape or form i thought it was the right move i thought it was the right call i thought the match was solid um you know kevin owens just you know just, I, I think kevin owens can get past it just fine but he definitely put over uh, Austin Theory, and I thought that was one of you know Austin. I mean, it took a lot of the corny stuff away for a day, and he just went out there and handled business. And I've, I've been an Austin Theory fan uh, since NXT, uh, so you know that was that was it was well done. But I, I agree with you at one hundred percent for one of the few times right now. <laughs> wow! All right. Well, that 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 uh, makes my ego feel good after uh, the no take no prisoners approach to your uh, uh, what was it the I don't know it was a few weeks ago yeah. when you you said no nobody's safe. safe there no was safe. nobody there was nobody it was good stuff um, so uh, let's see what else oh Rey Mysterio defeating or I'm sorry AJ Styles defeating Rey Mysterio uh, you know two legends in this uh, in this matchup two veterans in this matchup and they did properly say that this was and I believe that you know that this was a main event at any time any place every day of the year and yes they may not both be in really prominent positions right now but the household name value of these two the work uh, body of work that both of them have put in throughout their entire career I understand it from that the respect perspective so I didn't I didn't particularly have an issue with that statement I think Corey Graves said it you know for all the stupid things he says sometimes I actually was like all right from a respect standpoint I get it and AJ Styles beat Rey Mysterio and uh, for for the all all of you that are uh, thinking that just because he's on the cover of 2K22 he's going to go on this hot streak, uh, that's not the case here. Uh, he ends up losing to AJ Styles. I really enjoyed this match. What did you think? I thought it was a good match. Uh, I guess I guess I don't like it when I get get it shoved in my throat uh, for the whole day. Uh, yeah, this is going to be the this is a main event match. Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Like it just felt got like it got mm-hmm. redundant to me. Uh, so by the time the match actually came around, uh, because I didn't like a lot of Raw anyways, I was already kind of checked out. Uh, but yeah, you're right, you're right. It was a good match. I mean, you're not going to have a bad match with those two men. Uh, <laughs> you'd be hard pressed to have a bad match. Uh, but you know, it's it also at the same time, it just didn't really do anything for me. Uh, it, I felt like it was just a, you know, a, a part of the whole rushing the whole elimination chamber together. And I, I would have been fine in getting it over a couple weeks as compared to one day. 
Yeah, no, that's yeah. You're right. I mean, as good as these two are, and the legend uh, factor that both of them are, and they are living legends. They both, and that is a that that I don't have a problem with. They're, they're not summer ray legends. They are true legends yes. that are that are actually uh, living and breathing right now. Um, and, and it felt cold, like you said. It, yeah, this is a main event match anytime, but it's also very cold. There's no real program going on with them. Both of them are also not really involved in anything super serious. They're just two guys that are veterans that have been around for a long time that just aren't doing anything right now. So let's put them together. So uh, from that perspective, yeah, it was a little bit cold. Um, but so let me ask you this: as we look forward to Elimination Chamber, really quickly, do you have an early pick? As they rushed everything this week and gave us all of the six competitors in the Royal Rumble, do you have a, an idea, or what's your what's your quick prediction, if you want to share it, about who's going to come out of that champion? Well, with me, with me, it's 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 got to be it's got to be Seth Rollins. Uh, I feel like it has to be Seth Rollins. Uh, you can only uh, stall. His, I feel like if it's not Seth Rollins and he doesn't get a, a, a straight-up step forward, uh, then I think they're going to miss the boat on on what 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 genius work he's been doing. Uh, so yeah, that's actually my pick. I believe that you know all roads it, it has to be Seth Rollins. If it's not Seth Rollins, then I just don't. It doesn't make sense to me. And then what was the point of all the investment into Seth Rollins over the last uh, three four months? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think Seth Rollins is the perfect pick. You could have him work with a number of guys at the at the at WrestleMania. Randy Orton could be one of them, or Kevin Owens, who's inevitably going to turn on him because that's what he does with best friends. He's done it to Chris Jericho. He's done it to Sami Zayn, among others. <laughs> I mean, so you know, whenever he calls somebody his best friend and he loves him, I mean, it's just hilarious because he knows that the fans know that that's a bunch of crap. It's hilarious. Uh, so I think yeah, you know, he's the uh, yeah. male version of Sasha Banks. Yes, yes, it's, it's exactly right. I mean, you know, the backstabber is coming at some point, and you know, it, it's the other shoes going to drop he's like kind of randy orton the rko is going to drop uh so uh, yeah i think seth rollins is the perfect pick going into wrestlemania bobby lashley is not a particularly exciting champion and i think bobby lashley might end up with omas or something at wrestlemania where it's more of a spectacle matchup where it's like omas finally has somebody that actually challenges him uh from a strength perspective and he can't just manhandle somebody so i think bobby lashley is probably going to go against omas at wrestlemania and you're going to have seth rollins in a one-on-one or probably a triple threat or fatal four-way matchup at wrestlemania yeah i feel like he's going to be in the triple threat with uh brock lesnar mm. brock lesnar roman reigns and seth rollins and then that's where i think what about seth drew mcintyre though drew mcintyre drew... he was runner-up he got a good reaction you know where, where the hell is Drew? Drew's like kind of a wild card right now. They, they missed the boat with Drew. Drew, because that's what. If you want to know how I end that Royal Rumble, it ends with Drew throwing out Brock Lesnar. Mm. Period. Give Drew the moments that he missed out on and, and that he's earned. But as soon as they, no, yeah, no, I think Drew is is just you know it always happens. Uh, not everybody can be in this in this top spotlight at the same time, and I I, I just think that he's going to be the one that uh, misses out uh, mm. this year. Wow, that's uh, that's so. So sad. He got, I mean, the, the timing of the pandemic and where he was, the fans were so ready to embrace him. Ugh. And he ends up crowning him. They get crowned him as champion in front of exactly zero people. I mean, I felt so bad for the guy. I mean, uh, everything was just timed so poorly with him and Edge on, and his return. We'll never forget the, the infamous quiet backstage last man standing match with him and Randy Orton. <laughs> um, that, went like, that went like four hours long. Um, I've tried going yeah. back and watching some of the uh, pandemic uh, shows. How is I it? I have not it. done it. I can't. 
It don't. It, it's 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 worse. It's worse than you thought it was. You, you thought you realized how much leeway you were giving it, you know. But yeah, no, it's it's especially if you go back before the Thunderdome, it's really really bad. Oh, when there was just like not even those fake fans, those like NXT yeah, and trainees, they just had nobody. Yeah, it's so so bad. Uh, like, oh man, like I'm just forgetting that that moment that that era happened. Yeah, just it's a big black hole. Uh, and it, it, it's such a shame um, with everything that happened. And uh, it, it, remind, it just makes you so grateful for fans actually being there. It reminds you just how important fans are to the experience. It's more, it's the most important thing of the show, I think, is the fans. Because yeah. they can make anything feel more important than it is. They can bring up anything, any segment. The fans are a character. The fans are a character in the story. And that's yep. why I can't stand it when WWE likes to pipe in. Because it's not that they're that they shouldn't do it, it's that they're really bad at it yeah. when they pipe in sound, no, sound extra crowd noise because you can tell and yes. it's just ridiculous yes. uh, because that no the fans are part of it just like uh, the city that you're in that's part of it for that day uh, and yeah the, uh, yeah that's all that you should just do a whole a whole episode just literally talking about those sort of things on on the disrespectful things that uh wwe does and how they treat their fans when they treat us like we're dumb they don't acknowledge where they're at and dropping storylines this and that the other thing because that's definitely right there in that in that wheelhouse yeah i mean i i could easily just i mean there's the biggest thing i have with the wwe right now is like their inability to create long-term stories and just creating just like going from chapter one to chapter five without telling you Chapter two, three, and four. They just, they yes. just don't, and they don't care to tell you. How was Brock Lesnar's suspension lifted? We don't know. Why is the Hurt Business back together and they're not back together and then they're back together? We don't know. Like, there's just so many things that they just do and they expect us not to care or, or that we, you know, we're dumb enough to not realize that we need to know this part of the story. It's, I mean, it's, it, that kind of stuff really bothers me when they don't even bother to give us a lame excuse as to something happened. They just don't tell us at all. Um, and right. it's, it's lazy and it's insulting and uh, yeah, so I, I'm with you on that. Um, so, uh, anything else? I know there's of course nooks and crannies we probably didn't cover, but, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Uh, no, no, I figure, uh, I figure I could just end it off with, uh, with the uh, combined, uh, trash, uh, <laughs> trash list I've combined for the, for the last couple days. But, yeah, yeah. uh, besides that, you know, like I said, uh, Virmahan, um, hey, hey, that, that, that is one thing that they, we did have to notice is that he has found his prey. He has found his prey. Um, day 532. Uh, I don't know which one's longer, Roman Reigns' his title reign or Veer Mahan coming to Raw. But, uh, you know, we will find out, you know, with that with that poll we'll do because uh, the Veer Mahan watch is, is real. And it is one of my favorite parts of Mondays, I have to admit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, that, that poll is going to be up. It's going to be real. I'll do it tonight. Uh, I want everyone to vote on it, and I want to be serious. Like, I mean, those are three options that it could be. You make a case for all. All of them have a, a equal chance, I think, of happening. I'll even vote myself. But uh, that was a, that was a great idea, and uh, you know, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, looking forward to the trash list. And Owen, you've been called out many times. If you don't show up tomorrow, we're going to be very disappointed. 
All right, you'll be, be a big disappointment. Uh, I know DJ Kuzmo actually. He messaged me as we were on the show here. He said he's he needs time to digest the rumble, and he's just he wasn't he wasn't in the right headspace. He said to uh, send in a voicemail. So DJ Kuzmo will actually be absent from this week's uh, mailbag. That means those of you with heart conditions can now watch or listen to the mailbag, and uh, that also means that you won't be woken up. So if you want a Bob Ross experience, I'm your guy tomorrow night. So. Um, Certainly. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, God. Uh so anyway, uh thanks so much for coming on, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. I'm sure we'll be uh chatting in the Discord server and uh looking forward to more trash list. Yes, yes. I'll have a good one tomorrow. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks for coming on tonight. All right. All right. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WWE podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com and for all of these shows ad free head over to patreon.com slash wwe podcast until then we'll see you next time